woods and waters of the Great Lakes State to the Michigan Talk Network. It's Wild Michigan with your host, Duran Martinez. Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez, your host all over the Great Lakes State via the Michigan Talk Network all over the world on our website, wildmichiganradio.com. Very happy to have you here. Uh, we've uh, already knocked out the first hour of the show for 2023, getting into the second hour being brought to you by Not Just Guns, Cedar Street at 127 in Mason. Also, Conquest Sense, makers of VS1, Evercalm, and Running Buck, Sense and Stick, plus the new Thermopads that they debuted last year fantastic deer sense that you can use with your thermocell unit it's just that simple and and just so many different ways you can use just that scent in your thermocell and like it as a wind indicator you can set it out from you you can put it on you however you want to do it it's a great scent cover and great attractant uh, with conquest scents gonna start the second hour of the show off with our good friend keith stanton from pikespearing.com pike spearing and big pike through the ice is is what he does. He's going to be appearing at the um, Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi, the 12th through the 15th at the Suburban Collection Showplace. We talked with Bill Parker earlier in the hour uh, about the show coming up. And we're going to talk with Keith now about what he has got uh, going on and Keith, I know, I know, I know, because it was here once already, but we're going to get the ice back. <laughs> it was such a tease as like, oh, you know, I'm going to get out and do some ice fishing. Oh, wait, here we go. It's 60 in January. But welcome back, sir. How are you? Hey, back. I always look forward to our uh, our chats every year. So, uh, um, yeah, I wish it was under better uh, weather conditions, but uh we know we've been down this road before. We know what's going on here. Oh, absolutely! And wh- how I, what I like about this is, well, look, the inevitable will happen. We will get fishable ice on on the inland lakes at least, um, and we will also uh, get the opportunity to do some spearing in that time frame. But leading up to that, we should have some decent weather to travel to Novi, to the Suburban Collection Showplace, to see you in person. Press the flesh, touch the hem, find out about pikespearing.com and, and the guy who brings such enormous pike through the ice. And and that's where, man, this is like our our first trip out in like new shoes or something. You know what I mean? The excitement. <laughs> you know, I can run faster because I'm out, you know, type thing. And that's the this is the first show of the year. Yeah, and I look forward to this show every year, usually. Um, and so that's where I'm at with this whole weather. Um, I'm gearing up for the show and getting ready, and and so when there is good fishable ice, I'm usually not able to go. I didn't make it out last week when we had you know ice for five minutes around here, <laughs> so it, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all that hey, no one else can fish either. Um, and then once the show is over, then by golly, bring on the ice. But uh, I haven't done the show in two years, and I've done it you know six years previous, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back out there, seeing all these folks that we usually see, um, you know. And, and meeting the new folks and you'd be really surprised Rand, at how many spears we sell at this show of guys that are 
just getting into it. You know, they've seen the videos or um, that's what's really surprised me over the years is how many new guys are getting into the sport of, of spearfishing. And uh, and that's what I love the most about these shows is being able to, you know, talk face to face with these people and, and get those newbies out there for their first uh, sit on the ice. Well, you know, when you look at it too, Keith, when you look at the, the time frame of when we couldn't do shows, because of the lockdown to what we have now you've got a whole literally a generation of people because those were that were now 15 are pushing 18 getting more independent and and more curious about what's going on uh, in in the outdoors and you know thanks to their skills with social media and those platforms via our, our cell phones computers and whatnot you're gonna see an influx of a lot of young people i hope uh coming to this show and getting curious about pike spearing well, and that's what we're hoping to, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about getting not only just new people, but kids involved in the outdoors as well. And when we play these underwater videos at our booth, you know, we've got quite a collection of underwater video of, of pike eating decoys and being caught to see some of these kids and adults alike, just stand there and just mouth open watching these videos, uh, you know, play on this TV and then, huh, I, I never, I never knew that that even existed or, you know, just just amazed by the footage. So it's it's the electronics, you know, poo-poo on them all you want, but they have been able to bring a whole new group of people, you know, put fresh eyes on a, a sport that's been around forever, you know. Absolutely. You know, and again, to put that, to put that in front of them, I mean, look, let, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. What the Internet has done has shrunk the world down to a very minuscule size and the availability of information that is there you know it's not looking at grandpa's spear that hangs on the wall because it was grandpa's anymore there's a reason and there's visual proof as to what that spear did and modifications have been made uh things have changed colors have changed uh accessibility has changed Everything has changed. It takes what was once mystery and puts it right into your hands physically. Yeah, it's 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 been really neat to see that happen. And I've almost, I, I mean, not almost, I have. I've seen it happen in my lifetime. It's not been <laughs> that long ago. You know, I was one of the first guys to put a, a video online, if not the first, of, of underwater video of Pike being speared, you know. And, uh, um and, and then I had a, an episode on Michigan Out of Doors. And then once people seen that, that's, you know, they I owe them all the credit in the world for, for giving me my platform. Because once my videos were shown on Michigan Out of Doors, you know, I became a, a local celebrity, so to speak, you know, because just it was so new and people had no idea that that's, that's what the guys were doing out there forever in those little shacks on the ice, you know. We weren't just being cold. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's really... Uh, I mean, it's really opened up my eyes from seeing you the first time to to introducing myself to you, to becoming friends with you and having you on the show, because now we get to talk about these things. We get to talk, take the mystery out of out of the decoy itself, because, you know, you see these fantastic decoys. They're so lifelike. But that comes on the collector end of things. We want something with flash. We want something with movement. Um and it doesn't necessarily have to look like a, a, a real fish. I mean, it looks like Eddie Van Halen's guitar, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the 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 
you know, the the good looking decoys, they're really nice. I mean, some of them, you, you would not be able to tell the difference between them and a real fish if you were walking by an aquarium and it was in there. But uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, uh, you know, pike are curious. So the louder and nastier, the better. I like my decoys. And I'm really rough on stuff. I don't take care of much, so I'm not going to spend $120 on a decoy that I know is just going to get thrown in a bucket, you know? So at least I know that about myself. You know, you can find Keith Stanton at pikesparing.com. He's right here with us now on the Conquest Sense hotline. And, um, Keith, uh, you know, you really, you know, you kind of summed it up last or, you know, off air when you said that you really didn't have a, a lot of time to fish for yourself because you had an 11 year old out there, which I think is fantastic. We always, always, always encourage people to get kids in the outdoors. And and you're probably a saint in the eyes of, of that kid as where I as a teacher, not so much. <laughs> well, it's my son, so I guess right? it depends on the day whether I'm a saint or not. You know, if we get anything, then I'm a saint. If we don't, then boy, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I thought you were good, Dad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right. pretty much. I was a kid about forty some years ago. I get it, fifty some years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. all about it. But uh, now that's that's cool. You know what? And we've set this up because when we come back in the second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, in depth about pikespearing.com, uh, some of the gear that you have on your page, uh, the things that we will be able to see uh, firsthand. So uh, hang on the line. We're going to get back to you. Keith Stanton joining us, pikespearing.com. He's going to be at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit Suburban Collection Showplace happening the 12th through the 15th. And we'll have him more next on Wild Michigan. Send your suggestions, comments, or questions to us here via email at outdoormailbag at gmail.com. Now, back to Wild Michigan. Turn the quiet up. Turn the noise down. Let this old world just spin around. Welcome back to Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez. Very happy to have you here. Very happy to be anywhere on radio anymore. Just just because um, it, it's a fun gig, man. It's a fun show to do. We've got great people like Not Just Guns behind us and Conquest Sense. If you've got questions for our, our, our pros, okay, the people that are what really makes this show go, the experts in the field. Um, we're going to have segments, Ask the Deer Professor, uh, which is Doug Roberts from Conquest Sense. We're going to have uh, Ask Bro talking about, you know, ice fishing or any of our other ice anglers that, that come in here or Ask the American Archer. Tom Nelson, our good friend who's been hosting the American Archer television show on the Outdoor Channel for 20-some-odd years, almost 25 years now. Um, but we want to put your questions in front of them, okay? I've done the qu- asking for a long time, and right now, if you want to ask those questions, we're going to have a special email set up for you, and we'll have a special uh, opportunity for you to ask those questions, have them read on air, and, and, you know, personalize this a little bit more, okay? We want you to be more involved as much as you can, and you know what? It's, it's not about my answers. Okay, let's make that clear now because you don't want me answering stuff. 
All right, that's why we have such great guests here on the show. Keith Stanton is definitely one of them joining us here on the Conquest Sense Hotline. Uh, KeithPikeSpearing.com is his website. And, and I want to ask you what you're going to talk about in, in your seminars coming up at the uh, Ultimate Fishing Show at the in, in Detroit uh, at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi because you're going to be there talking about pike spearing. And, and that's got to be, I mean, even if, if you're just casually, remotely interested, something that you may never do, why not know a little bit more about it? And then that's just me in general. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a, the seminar that I give, I give one each day uh, that the events, you know, that the show is going on. And it's basically um, a start to finish how to, how to spear pike. And, of course, the seminar is all put on with a PowerPoint presentation, so there's video of everything I'm talking about. Um, you know, video of how we hold the spear, how we throw the spear, when a fish comes in this way, what do you do? Um, so it's it's a pretty informative seminar in that, you know, the video and the pictures, you know, just aid it, you know, greatly. Um, so basically, I show you right from step one all the equipment you need, uh, where, where to go on these lakes, what you're looking for, different structures areas uh, to set up, um, setting your standing, you know, just the, from start to finish. The only thing I don't show you how to do is clean them. So, <laughs> Well, buddy, when it comes to pike, I'd like a seminar on that because I, I know those. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? The, 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 I really, now, if, if you've never had it, pike in the wintertime, and, and I don't know why the difference, I, I'm sure there's something to do with the cold and the flesh and whatnot, is such tasty table fare, but they have to be cleaned in a certain way because there are Y bones in there that are are kind of unique, I think, um, when cleaning a fish and, and could uh, make for a difficult time eating. Well, and I always say the, the Y bones are that the pike's saving grace because if they didn't have those Y bones, I think they would be fished to the point of extinction. They are you know, right there with walleye. And I mean, they are just a, a delicious fish. It just, everyone shies away from them because of those bones. Um, but it doesn't, you know, especially with YouTube now, if you click on a video, it doesn't take that long to get it figured out anymore. And, and uh, you know, as far as table fare goes, they are one of the best, uh, you know, fish we have, I believe here in the state to eat. They're, they're delicious. No, I, I agree. I've, I've I've caught them through the ice just a few times, but um, they are really, really tasty. And you know, again, it's it's something we said about catching fish in cold water versus the warm water. Uh, and, and again, I, I'm not a chef. I can't tell you what the difference is, but. Uh, for some reason, walleye, you're done. I mean, that's just year-round. Doesn't matter when you catch it. It's good. But to me, some fish taste better coming out of the cold. Agreed. Crappies are the same way, I think. Mm-hmm. They're just a little firmer. And and uh, I don't know. I think it's funner to catch them through the ice, too. But, uh, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right now, but, he... uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, we're just uh, waiting patiently to be able to go out and have the opportunity. No, right. We're, we're you know, where we're at, the ice was here, but you didn't do, dare go on it with a cup of coffee for fear you might go through. You know, that warmer, 
the warmer sensation might put you through. But uh, and and again, safety is paramount in what we're doing because we had three kids in the Lansing area all went in because they were playing on a local pond. Uh, one went under. Uh, for a while, all three fortunately were rescued. Everybody's okay, but um, parents and, and and friends of, of kids that are venturing out because they have time off or whatever else, and, and we get this ice. Teach the kids to stay away from it because once you go under, it's not like you're bobbing straight back out like a bobber. Well, and if we're throwing that disclaimer out, there's several adults that need to hear that message as well. People are crazy for some fish. I mean, I get it. I like it just as much as the next guy. But, uh, yeah, especially with spear, you're cutting a bigger hole. You know, I like to have a a solid footing underneath me. And I'm not that big of a guy, but it, it just ain't worth getting wet feet. It just isn't. Now, now, on average, how big is the hole you're putting in there? Because a, a lot of people don't understand, you know, sparing. I mean, it, it's fairly good size. Yeah, we're using an ice saw. You know, you're cutting a hole with your auger, and then you're using your ice saw to actually cut a block of ice out. And it's usually two foot by three foot. Um, if we use the bigger pop-up shanties, we might make it a little bigger. Um, but usually, you know, a two-by-three hole is pretty is pretty good. And, you know, you will have some pike that will shy away from the hole, so you don't want to get, you know, too crazy big with it. And, you know, back in the day when you were using those heavy wooden shanties that just are completely dark inside, you can get away with a little bigger hole because you just don't have that extra light and shadow. Uh, but with these new portable shanties that everybody's using, myself included, you can't get those quite dark enough. You can get them dark enough to spear, but not black. And so a lot of times we will make our hole as, as big as we need to, but as small as we can, just so we're not spooking fish by, you know, that extra little bit of light that's shining through your, your shanty walls here and there. Now, real quickly, the the one thing that, that I've always been curious about is when you're done, you've you've packed up your your portable, and you're leaving. How are you marking that big hole? And I sometimes I, I see brush coming through that people have cut, and then they put in the hole as a marker. But I just like to double check. Yeah, to, to my knowledge, that's the best way to do it. Um, and if you're going to a new lake or if you're, you know, the, the, the lake you're going to at the launch or wherever you're putting on doesn't have any brush that you can grab, make sure you take a couple sticks with you. Um, you know, you get a, a cold night where you get a, an inch of ice over the top of it or less, and then you get a little bit of snow and nobody knows you were even there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know friends that have, have gone through uh, that way, just bebopping, walking along on the ice, and all of a sudden the bottom falls out of it. So it's very important to uh, uh, to mark your hole for, for you and the next guy and the kids. And it's just uh, a common courtesy, one of those things that needs to be done. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and just and be looking for that too when you get out there. Um, you know, if you're if you're gonna bridge the gap between the shore and the ice, and you just can't help yourself, um, you know. Look for that brush or the sticks or whatever marker has been left behind. Um, are, are you usually in that deep of water when you're spearing? It depends. Um, you know, six to 18 feet is where I'm usually yeah. at, um, or right on the edge of a drop off. 
Um, but I am always running my decoy up fairly high, even if I'm in sure. 18 feet of water. I mean, I'm running that decoy, you know, just three feet under the ice or so. All right. Keith Stanton, find him, pikespearing.com. See him at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit, Suburban Collection Showplace, the 12th through the 15th. More coming your way next. I'm Duran Martinez on Wild Michigan. To everyone that has served this great country, keeping us free to enjoy the great outdoors, thank you. From Duran Martinez and Team Wild Michigan. I'm just trying to be a father, raise a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother, everything to everyone. Welcome back to Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez. Very happy to have you here on the Michigan Talk Network 2023, the new year. Talking a lot about fishing. In the first segments of the show, segments one and two, uh, in the first hour of the show, let me go back to that. Uh, We talked to our good friend Mark Sack. Uh, We talked a bit about... uh Rabbit hunting and snowshoe hare hunting, great stuff. Mark is is like the complete sportsman, great outdoor writer, and great friend. He'll be uh, at these shows coming up um, throughout the course of the year. You can you can pick up on that. You can pick up on our conversation with Bill Parker, uh, talking about the Ultimate Fishing Show, uh, which is happening the 12th through the 15th at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Detroit. Um, they have for their Thursday night. They have uh, get in free with with canned goods all. All that information will be on the the Showspan website and a link on our website at wildmichiganradio.com. Also want to thank our friends Conquest Sense and Not Just Guns for being a part of our show here in 2023 as well. Um, Super excited about about this year and, and probably more so than in years past because we, you know, we uh, we have been freed, if you will, from restrictions and and things of that nature not going to get like really political but um i'm just saying we are born in this country to be free and do things as we choose and when we have times that we say we cannot well that really kind of gets to us but so many of you decided you know what i'm going to re rekindle my fire for the outdoors get back out doing some hunting and some fishing and some learning and you know in that time the kids in our lives have gotten a couple years older and more mature and they have questions and they're seeing the things that we're doing and now they're getting uh, to be a part of that as well, which is so important to the heritage of our sports, hunting and fishing in the state of Michigan, and our economy, that you know we are, you know, incumbent upon us to to get them out to teach them, and some of them are really taking a whole new avenue in this digital age we live in. Keith Stanton is joining us for a, another couple of segments because, well, fortunately, there's no ice on the water. <laughs> Keith to be fishing, so we get a little extra time with you, and and you know we talked about your eleven year old son, um, getting him outdoors, and and he he's really kind of taking this thing you know by the horns, if you will, antlers in some cases, but um, and and you know you're getting your kids involved because it's what you love to do as well. Yeah, he started young. I think he shot his first turkey when he was eight. Um, but I'm a firm believer, you know, those, those first few years that we were doing that, it might only be a 15 minute hunt. 
Um, when he was bored, we went in. And, you know, I can remember being young, and at 12 when I started, I'd get bored, you know. So um, I really eased him into it like that. And this year, for whatever reason, he really got a fire lit under him. It, every It's it's on, um, <laughs> which is bad, which is bad and good, because I have that same bone in my body where when there's something in season, I'm hunting it. And now I've got a partner in crime. So my wife is like, this is all you guys do, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's one of the best things for him. And he played a lot of video games and was trying to do a YouTube thing with his video games. And I said, Hey, you know, I've got a little bit of video experience. I said, we, we could start a YouTube channel for hunting and fishing. Well, um, there, there goes my fall. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, and he kind of took to the talent pretty naturally. Well, he, he comes up with an idea. He wants to do the great eight. He wants to get a fox, a coyote, a duck, a goose, a deer, a turkey, a rabbit, and a squirrel all in this season. Wow. And I thought, okay, you know, that's okay. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> well, here we are in January, and all he's got left is a squirrel and a rabbit. Wow. So, and, and we've documented all this you know, on, on video and he's got it up on his YouTube channel. It's called, are you ready? And, uh, so it's basically just me following him around with a camera and letting him do his thing and teaching him where he needs to be taught. And, um, but I, it's, it's been so rewarding, of course, as a father, you know, watching your son kind of come into his own. And of course, this is first box, his first uh, coyote all on film. So we've got those memories and, it's just been a really neat way because I see his friends come over now and they, Hey, can we go check traps with you? Well, yeah, come on out. So just by being in that, you know, six degrees of separation from my son, we've got other kids who have no idea anything about the outdoors mm-hmm. that are tagging along and, and really it's piquing their interest and they're all, Hey, you know, can, when I come over, can we go do this? You know? And so it's been, it's been an absolutely crazy busy fall, but it has been my favorite and best fall that I've ever had in my hunting career it's just been wonderful to do it you know it, it's so funny when we started the show i was what 39 years old um had been in radio at, at that point in time for about 10 11 years uh my hunting you know and my, my hunting experience with white tails was my dad would take me out he'd go sit here the deer come by here okay um, you know, squirrel hunting is sit here and watch. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I hadn't got back to Turkey. I, I'd never killed a whitetail. Um, rabbit and squirrel were like really everything I've done and, and some pheasant hunting up until that point. 40 years old comes. I've got a bow in my hand. I've got Tom Nelson basically teaching me over the phone how to shoot. Uh, that year, I got my very first deer ever. Okay, and it was with a bow. And the deer after that have all been with a bow. Uh, I got my first turkey ever, you know, after talking with guys like Cuz Strickland. And, you know, I've basically been able to learn how to hunt uh, in different ways, learning more from the people on the show. Not that my dad was a bad guy or is a bad guy by any stretch. But his method of teaching was not what we have learned over the years, which was when the kids get bored, take them in. Don't force them to be there. Well, we were told you get bored, sit there anyway and wait. You know, there were there were a lot of things that I have done differently over the years. And probably I was not the best teacher with my daughter either, 
because at that point in time, my school of, of learning wasn't great. But I've learned so much talking to you and to Tom and to Doug and everybody that's ever come on the show. My success rate has been through the roof because of what I've learned from this show. You know, and then the fact that you're doing that with him, I, I hope we've done that same thing for other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you definitely have. And and me and a good friend of mine, Josh Carter, he's got an 11 year old son too, and we we talk about this extensively. It's not that our dads were bad guys or didn't want us in the woods. That was just the way it was done then. Right. And so there's two ways to kind of look at that. Did it make us better hunters uh, by learning ourselves, or are these kids just going to be just one hell of an outdoorsman when he's older because he's getting this so much knowledge at a younger age and and uh you know it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this generation turns out in the long run hopefully it saves our our hunting and fishing sports because you know we can use all the help we can get absolutely keith stanton bikesparing.com is his website uh keith i want to go back to a conversation i had with mark sack earlier today who's an outdoor writer friend of ours um my wife woke me up this morning with the you know her looking into her phone going oh my gosh did you see what lee and tiffany's son got his first buck he's like seven and it's this monster monster whitetail There are going to be people that complain about that. Oh, it's Lee and Tiffany's son. But you know what? Those people work the land harder than most people that that farm for a living. So uh, we're going to talk more with Keith Stanton here in a couple of minutes. I can't believe that segment went by so fast. Keep it here, please. WildMichiganRadio.com. You're listening to Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez on the Michigan Talk Network. You can join us on Facebook or listen to podcasts all from our website at wildmichiganradio.com. Now, back to Duran Martinez and Wild Michigan. Hey, up in the backwoods down in the holler. Old boys feeling like a dog on a collar. Keeping that shameful tight. Waiting on Saturday night. Welcome back to Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez. Happy to have you here in this new year. Another year of the show. Another year with Conquest Sense out of Davison, Michigan. Makers of Sense and a Stick and the new Thermopads. Uh, very cool stuff. A, a, a scent, you know, they're, they're uh, ever calm. Running Buck, VS1, all have been put in a pad that you can use in your uh, thermocell unit. And, of course, not just guns. Cedar Street 127 in Mason. Huge, huge, huge firearm selection. If you're building a firearm or you're looking for ammunition or everyday carry stuff or supplies, they are your one-stop. And anywhere that you can hear my voice via the Internet, wherever you're at in the U.S. or anyplace else, you buy something online from them or buy something from their online auction, they will do the FFL paperwork. And there's, you know, there's things. Things that they have to do to get it to you to send it to another FFL dealer, and they will. Okay, they do all the paperwork. They get the guns to you. You just shop, relax, and, and have a good time and enjoy your firearms or whatever it is you're looking for. Not just guns.com. Uh, great folks, and conquestsense.com as well. Now, back to Keith Stanton. Uh, filling in, we were supposed to have Ed Shaw with us today. Ed um, uh, is MIA, but we're hoping all the best for Ed. And uh, we will um, be uh, 
hopefully talking to him soon because he's got hard water uh, schools coming up at the Carl T. Johnson Hunting and Fishing Education Center up in Lake Mitchell and around the state with other DNR offices. But right now, we are talking with Keith Stanton. Pikespearing.com is his website. Uh, Keith, we know like the ice in, in the late ice season, February-ish, late January, that's your peak time. But what else are you doing throughout the course of the year? I mean, I know you're very avid in the outdoors. What other things are you pursuing that you really enjoy? Um, whitetail hunting. We, we, we are a whitetail family. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much just about if there's a season i'm i'm doing it i mean uh, turkey hunting trapping um you know fishing in the summertime um i I, this state i was just so fortunate to to grow up here and and uh it offers so many opportunities from the elk to the bear to the um and i live in a, a rural area i can walk out my back door and um you know, just do whatever. We trapped 20 coons this summer in my in my backyard, you know, do some <laughs> raccoons. Um, you know, you'll find me doing something outdoor related pretty much all year long, whether it's working on deer habitat or, um, you know, any, anything outdoor related uh, keeps me busy. Now, you took a you were lucky enough to draw a Michigan elk tag, too, correct? Yes, 2016. Um, I got a nice bull. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's bittersweet to know you can never do it again here, you know, unless I know. you get that pure Michigan draw, but, but you, you uh, know, yeah, we're, we're, we're brothers in elk. Me and you are brothers in arms when it comes to elk. You know, it's really funny because I mean, I feel so bad for the, for the people that year after year, they apply and apply and apply. And you got some guy like me who, on the last day of application uh, time, buys one random tag, you know, just to, to put it in there. And I get a call from Russ Mason saying, hey, you drew an NEL tag. And then the panic starts. <laughs> <laughs> it does too. It does, um, and that's the, the point system. I had thirteen points before I drew, um, but what's nice is that they changed it so the youngsters can put in. So, like my son, who's eleven, who I wouldn't take elk hunting yet, but he's already got four or five points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I said by the time you're twenty, you, you might have a you might have a shot at, at doing it. But there, yeah, there's guys that have put in forever and they just. You know, not getting drawn. No, I was having a conversation. I have my my elk stored in my garage right now because I'm remodeling or redoing a bedroom in my house. Cause like, oh, nice elk, yeah. I said, yeah, I took that up and up in Gaylord, and and the face. It's so funny to see the face change when they find out it's a Michigan elk. I yeah, mean, for sure, for it, sure. It's so it it blows my mind. I mean, it, yes, it, it, you're looking at the most stressful time I've ever had in my life, as far as a hunter is concerned, because you know, just just know that I I couldn't afford a guide. I had to borrow my buddy's rifle. I was staying in a very inexpensive, I'm going to put it that way, motel in Gaylord to hunt, and I I didn't know anybody up there. But the Michigan DNR was super helpful. Uh, and they do a done. great job. They do. They do a great job across the board. I mean, you say what you will about DNR and law enforcement, but 
we live in a state and it's been this way all my life where like i said earlier you can walk out your back door and the the, um, abundance of fishing game around in this state is truly remarkable and and say what you will about the dnr but you got to give them some credit every once in a while about i don't agree with everything they do but you know they they deserve some some serious credit uh, for managing these resources because in all actuality they've done a pretty good job in my book. Yeah, no, I mean I, I agree. I, I know we're last when it comes to advancing a lot of things. We've been been very slow uh, with the license rate increases, with um, with with bag limits, you know, and and now we have the mandatory reporting, which is now 100% mandatory this year. There was a little bit of leniency last year, but now in 2023 for your white-tailed deer, it is mandatory reporting. Again, we're very late to that party as well. But uh, to, yeah. to all the Leos and everything else, you know, the, the law enforcement ladies and gentlemen that are out there doing their job, uh, God bless you. I mean, you have the hardest job of all. Amen. You can't make everybody happy. I know that for a fact. No, but you know, we we if with that uh with the, the deer herd and and the elk herd, especially the elk um they have done a fantastic job and just we are so blessed to have had them reintroduced to our state and still to get the opportunity. Maybe not everybody gets a chance at a bull or or an elk in general. But we still have that opportunity. And, and a quick shout-out to, to Mark Ash at a Wildlife Reflection Taxidermy, who I know listens to the show, that did a, a fantastic job on, on what the elk we call Big Earn. <laughs> <laughs> Big Earn. We named him. We named him after the property owner, uh, uh, whose land I was hunting. I, I just, you know, he's the guy that oh, okay. let me hunt on his property. He only charged me a hundred bucks for, you know, for to do it, and you know, it was just, it was wonderful. I mean, it's been ten years this year already. Yeah, time does fly. And, yeah, and it, I took mine on the last. They had the season split up. I took mine on one of the last days of season, and I had passed up several nice bulls because I wanted a 300-incher. And you were starting to feel that bit of regret and doubt, and <laughs> uh, and then this one stepped out, and I thank my lucky stars because that was it. You go home empty-handed, you go home empty-handed. <laughs> so true. For those of you listening, um, make the ba- if you if you draw an elk tag in Michigan, especially a bull tag, um, be ready to be done. So just just throwing it out there and and again man it was it was very stressful for me and i i was so close to giving up my tag and let somebody else have it because i was that stressed out about it and and in hindsight i'm so glad i didn't um it was not a not a trophy bull by any stretch it was a four and a half year old bull um had great mass to it but as far as the inches are concerned there you know there wasn't a lot but Hey, it's done and over with. I'm happy. Yeah, the experience for sure, for sure. Yeah, all I need is my bear, and then I'll have my Michigan Grand Slam, which is Michigan record, uh, record book, whitetail, turkey, elk, uh, and then you just need the bear for the Michigan Grand Slam. So I'm 
patiently waiting for my points to get up there so I can hopefully go fill that tag. Yeah, I've got bear. Lord knows I've got bear points. I probably have 10 or so by now. Um, but again, it's just finding that right opportunity to, to apply and, and get a guide because I want to do it with a bow. And uh, turkeys, I've got in the book. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Whitetail, I've taken a lot of whitetail, just not a trophy yet but with a bow the, the inches are a little bit easier so uh, again it's it's all about just getting out for me and then if i get the black bear i will be super happy i bet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that that's well, my one bucket. of these years duran we're gonna have to get you on the ice so you can sit and, and do some spearing with me because we we need to get uh, a spear in your hand to see uh, some firsthand experience on uh, on what that's all about. Well, well, while we have you here on the air now, I'm gonna say this year should we get the ice, uh, I am all in. So I mean, this okay. is I want to get well, things done. A mutual friend of ours, Dan Kimmel, has got a hot little lake that's right kind of over in your area somewhat. Yeah, I know so it well. <laughs> we will go try that. All right, man. That sounds good. Keith Stanton, man, I appreciate you joining me here for this hour, filling in for our good friend Ed Shaw. Hopefully all is well with Ed. We'll get back with him. Uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Bill Parker. Thanks to Mark Sack and uh, Keith. You as well. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone listening. We are Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez being brought to you by our friends at Not Just Guns. Cedar Street at 127 in Mason, notjustguns.com, and Conquest Sense at conquestsense.com here on the Michigan Talk Network.